episode 62 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today as always by Aaron Hahn. Don't say it. Don't think it. Oh my god, it's flipping now. See, see I'm, switch, I'm switching it up. Is that you, what counts? You asked me to switch it up, animation. and that's how I do it. Okay. And <laughs> David Becker. What's up? See, I'm telling you, it's every time. <laughs> Guys. We have a great show for you this week. We're going to be uh, talking about Christopher Nolan for uh, the advice column of the podcast. We're going to be uh, talking a little bit about uh, the Emoji Movie. Who's excited for the Emoji Movie, guys? We'll get to it. Uh, and, I feel uh, like I can only express my opinion in emojis. So oh, no. don't know how that's going to work in podcast form. No. Um, but, guys, this week Aaron's coming to us from... The sunny shores of San Diego. I think there are shores there. Because Aaron is our uh, boots on the ground, kind of. You know, he went, did a little bit of reconnaissance at San Diego Comic-Con. I... Shh, don't tell him, Aaron. You, you make it sound like I was actually there, <laughs> but... Don't, no, shh, don't, don't tell them. They don't need to know. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron was there. He did a cosplay. Who'd you cosplay, Aaron? Uh, I cosplayed as Squirrel Girl, obviously. The best hero. Dude, I don't know. You could pull off Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Thank but, you. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Aaron's going to take us through uh, the uh, announcements from Comic-Con. Kind of bring us up to speed on what we missed since we weren't there cosplaying as Squirrel Girl. You could you could have joined me. You two could have been my squirrels. This has got a whole pack going. Yeah. Uh, don't you mean you're nuts? A. Hey. Hey. <laughs> okay, so we could have been the squirrels. And Aaron, what was starting off? Where do you, yes. where do you want to start out with this news? The news that came out of Comic Con. Uh. Well, I guess I'm gonna start with what what I suppose is. There wasn't really any like big announcement big surprise this year as opposed to certain other years but i think i want to start with the news that came out of the uh dc extended universe panel because we got we we got an announcement of some of the upcoming films they're planning we certainly did aaron (laughs) so the the they announced eight films that they plan to uh start filming next so we got Suicide Squad 2. Which, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Depends on the uh, The Batman. Mm-hmm. Matt Reeves. Wonder Woman 2. Hopefully Patty Jenkins. She's, I think she was confirmed. Wasn't confirmed? She? Oh, okay, cool. Then um, perfect. Uh, Shazam. Wait, Justice what is Shazam League Dark. Now? Shazam. It is Shazam now, because they were doing Black yeah, they, Adam. They, no, they changed his name. They officially changed his name from Captain Marvel to Shazam. No. No, I mean, it was going to be a Black Adam movie. Now it's a Shazam movie? It's going to be a Shazam movie, but Black Adam is not going to be in it anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the Rock right. should just be Shazam. I don't understand why they're doing this, but whatever. I, I don't understand how they didn't get this to work out. They've had the Rock cast for, like, three years in this it's Black Adam role. And now they're, all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, he's not going to be in the movie anymore. He's an expensive boy, you know? He, he takes a lot of money. Well, I think that's why he's not in it, because he's scheduling conflicts or whatever. Yeah. All right. Because that's, that's the only one to film next, apparently. 
So sh- sh- Shazam, Justice League Dark, Which Green so Lantern Corps, Batgirl. Can we go back what? to Justice League Dark for a moment? Why are they well, doing I... Justice League Dark? Why not? Like I like I like all the people in Justice League Dark. Zatanna's in there. I love Zatanna, but like too early, guys. You haven't even like established the Justice League as a thing, and now you're like demons. Demons are a thing now. <laughs> like oh, you know what? I'm I'm hyped for it because I am uh... because. Yeah, you go first, Jared. Oh, oh, just because uh, Guillermo del Toro is producing it, so... Yeah, but I don't know. That's enough for me. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm hyped because this is what DC needs. Marvel's got the whole alien, like, like generic comic book, so DC's got to dig. Like, you know what? We're going to the demon route. DC needs this, but like, don't, this is... That's true. Marvel hasn't done anything, like, supernatural like this. Exactly. The closest they've gone to Doctor Strange, but even that is... And then we all know that the monster, uh, the dark universe is going to flop, so this is going to fit right in. So, But when you look at what DC's been doing, ensemble casts are not their thing. <laughs> I mean, you look at Batman uh, v Superman, where they tried to in- introduce several characters at once, failed. Suicide Squad tried to introduce several different characters at once, failed. And now they're like, you yeah, know, let's, let's try it again, but this time with Justice League Dark, people that... Characters that people have even less of a connection with. Let's do it. <laughs> no, are you going to argue that people know less about Justice League Dark than they did the Suicide Squad? Yes. Definitely. Most certainly. Suicide Squad had Harley Quinn and Joker, which people automatically know. Well, is Joker, wait, is Joker in the Suicide Squad, was or was he just I'm in the saying, movie? I'm saying in, that he was introduced in. No one knows. No, no, no. We're talk- Who knows Constantine? We're talking. We're talking like, about the specific Suicide Squad. All right. No, I, I, I feel like Joker anymore. was a big draw for theater goers. No, yeah. I think that's a fair point. Like he was in all of the trailers, and he was on all the marketing materials. He was a big part of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Six Deadshot. I mean, if you're a Batman fan, you know him. I'm just saying, Justice League Dark doesn't have any character like that. But. We'll see. All right. And then what was it? Batgirl. I'm excited for John then, Whedon. Uh, Batgirl. And then they announced that the Flash movie is now going to be Flashpoint. <laughs> based on the comic book storyline that rebooted the DC Universe at one point. Which. Uh, so this is how Ben Affleck leaves, right? No, Ben Affleck. I just read an article. He's staying. He's that, staying. That was that. yeah. also something we could talk about is the conflicting reports about he ben has Affleck. to say that, though. Because what, what is he just going to say? Yeah, I'm not going to be in it anymore? Okay, then you ruined a big twist in a movie. You make it so people don't care anymore. Like, he has to say that no matter what. So, I don't know. I don't see him staying. I wouldn't blame him for leaving, honestly. I don't know. I feel like Warner Brothers is going to be able to exert enough pressure to keep him in. Just, like, we'll finance any film you want to direct. Just, uh... Give us another Justice League film. But, I don't know. I feel like Ben Affleck, maybe this is just me looking at what he's made and what he's been doing recently with his talent. I feel like he has more artistic uh, integrity than that. But, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he doesn't want to. I don't know. Ben Affleck, artistic integrity? Are you sure about this? I'm saying recently. I'm, I'm not saying like during the Geely phase and all that. I'm saying recently. The town on, basically. Gone, baby, gone, right. on. Yeah. 
Um, Even the accountant? I haven't seen the accountant, the but accountant I'm just going to trash that. Anyway. I am. <laughs> so I am. there's that. It obviously made enough money. Um, okay, so what else is there in DC? I mean, I guess we haven't Those even were... talked about Flashpoint and that it's a horrible idea, but whatever, guys. I mean... Those were the those were the films they announced though. That's yeah. the upcoming slate. Apparently, they didn't give release dates for any. They're just like these are the ones we're going to be working on. So That's... it still doesn't sound like they have any sort of a plan. But uh, I still this is, think this is what they've come up with. Aaron, when you and I were texting and you're like, "Nope, Wonder Woman was a fluke," and I'm like, "Yeah, I think you're right." Like this is they they have not proved that they've learned anything. They're still making really off-base um, announcements, not really knowing why people liked Wonder Woman in the first place. And now it's just kind of like, well, we're too far down this track. What are we going to do? We just got to keep barreling. <laughs> like, here I we mean, go. I, I do feel like there is there is some kind of like uh, appeal and perhaps strategy in uh, they seem to be making movies that they want to make. Okay. It, 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 so it's not necessarily like like the Marvel approach. The Marvel approach is like, we have this all planned out. We're going to make sure we make the movies that will get the pieces in place for what we want to go mm-hmm. for. And then we'll introduce some more side characters and all that, but it will still all fit in together. DC is just like, hey, these are cool characters. Let's give them a movie. Yeah, uh, We want to make a Batgirl movie. Sure. Joss Whedon wants to do that. All right. We'll, we'll make that film now. It seems very much like a you know, as opposed to an overarching plan, they're just like, what sounds cool at the moment? And I, Which could work out. That could, could, but not with having Justice League movies and trying to, they're trying to have it both ways. They want to have these smaller movies with all these smaller characters, and they also want to have big spectacle uh, blockbusters like Justice League. And I don't know that you can have it both ways. Obviously, it's not working out for them very well right now, so... I mean, they've made mo- haven't they made money in all of their movies? Barely, very marginally. Um... No, 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 no. So wait, 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 wait. They've made money on all their movies. Therefore, they've been, they could argue that they've been successful. No, I think success is measured in many different ways. <laughs> Maybe financially, I mean, but I would. Not I mean, say it, it, I mean, if you're like, if you're like a studio and you make something and. You sell enough of it in order to make a profit. I consider that a success. All right, but the thing even is, even if it is trash, with any. But at the at, at the same team. time, Wonder Woman has outgrossed all the past DC movies, all the DC Cinematic Universe movies. Yeah. Because people responded to the quality. Yeah. So I do think that, you know, whether they they've all been like more or less financially successful, but I think it shows that if you make better movies you will be more financially successful as well. And if you keep pumping well, that's, out that's trash, no people are going to stop responding. They're just going to stop going. They're like, if you don't even care enough to make good movies, why should I care to go see them? I feel like that's happened a couple times now. Um, and, I mean, it definitely happened to the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I mean, it made its opening weekend money, but then it was like, okay, well, now what? So, I don't know. DC is... So- this is Justice League, and then the then Aquaman, I guess, is next, right? Yeah, they're taking like a year break, which seems like a yeah. also poor planning. It, 
those those are going to be the two movies that will bend or break this movie or they'll survive it somehow but yeah well aquaman yeah. is going to be amazing james so. wan is my oh, only my only hope for that movie so right. did you guys see the new justice league trailer then i didn't watch it no i don't want to see anything else yes like the extended one that came out yeah but, the yeah. new comic-con one they made yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i saw that what'd you think of it just more the the whole scene with with uh okay so Commissioner Gordon yeah in the Flash I, I chuckled at that then, yeah that there definitely were like several moments in this trailer that I actually laughed at so I guess that's a good sign if that's the tone they're going for yeah if they're uh, if they're trying to make it closer to the Avengers in tone. I, I mean, think they're they're getting there. It's not going to be <laughs> quite it, as good, but it can't be worse than the last trailer. So we'll see. No, it's yeah. I, I mean, I can understand not wanting to watch it because, like, you don't want you don't need to see a lot of new footage and all that or whatever. Yeah. But I do think that this trailer seems to like show a very different tone and even like style in a sense. It looks a lot more colorful than the first trailer did. Okay. So, well, I'm hoping right. it's good, but I'm still holding reservations. So, we'll Jacob, see. like any like any trailer, you're like, oh, this is gonna look like you even tweet it, like this, it doesn't look good, and then you go and you end up kind of liking it. Like, I feel like that's a, I, a I common pattern that happens. The new Infinity War trailer, which that movie, this is be the, that, <laughs> you jumped in too soon. This is gonna be my segue yeah. to say that uh, we're gonna we should uh, talk about the Marvel news. Including oh. the Infinity War trailer was once again shown, but not released to the public. Lacey saw the leaked version. It's bad. Thinks it's going to be bad. <laughs> and yeah. not, no, I'm not saying I, I think it's going it. to be bad. I'm saying there's a really big chance that it could be bad. Because you can't bring in 30 different heroes and be like, alright, all of them get screen time. I, I feel like, though, you're... Not giving it like the proper amount of nuance. No, you know, you're saying like it's going to be bad. I think at the very minimum, this film is going to be like okay, like an, another Age of Ultron, where you're just like it's a bit of a jumbled mess, but there's enough going for it that it's an enjoyable film. I mean, when I I don't think it's it. going to be like, hey, here's Suicide Squad no. level disjointed mess. Well, I, I think that's been proven already with Marvel where they have a certain quality control <laughs> that uh, I don't think DC has right now. But I think that this could be the Marvel movie that does the worst critically, but in the fans' eyes will be huge, will be great. Because, I mean, you have all these different characters. But, and the other thing that I was like, okay... So you have all these heroes, you have Thanos, we kind of have to set up Thanos more. And then they're like, oh, also Thanos' children, we gotta, we gotta get them in there too. So now we have to set yeah, up those, those. It's things. not like they need a whole lot of setup. They're mainly there, there to uh, have extra action scenes. Right, but that's dumb. You need, you need like, character motivation. You, need, you can't just be like, now he's a bad guy, go fight the bad guy. I mean, you can, but that's not... Good. Like I don't think that's what it's gonna uh, um, be. Example though. example Loki? Come on now. What? <laughs> Loki's a good character. He's extremely well written. 
I don't know. I just the more I hear about Infinity War, I'm really excited to see it because I'm excited to see this huge culmination of what we've been building to since uh, the Avengers, since Thanos turned around and smiled in the camera. But uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to keep expectations low. So that way, if it does end up being bad, I won't be like, oh man, I was so looking forward to this. This this is what's going to happen, though. You're going to be, like, week before it's released, you're going to be like, guys, this is going to be bad. we got to prepare for it to be bad. This is it could and be awful. This could there. bring down Marvel. You watch the film. You're going to come back on this podcast. You'd be like, guys, this is the best movie of all <laughs> Thank time. Thank you, Aaron. I was so wrong. Aaron sees it. I, and you guys, oh, and you guys God. are going to be hyped for so long, and then you're going to see it and be like, "Oh, it could have been better. I thought it was going to be better." I would rather be pleasantly surprised than let down. So, no, see, I, see, this is the key. I'm never hyped for anything. That's <laughs> true. Uh, except, except Planet of the Apes movies. If you that, never that, have any expectations, you can't be disappointed. Exactly. That that's why I'm always so bland on half the movies. I mean, I'm like, well, yeah, it was a movie. Okay, so what else from Marvel? That's strategy. All right, so Thank other you, Marvel news we got, though. We got uh, some more info on Captain Marvel. We learned that it's set in the 90s uh-huh. and that it will feature a young Nick Fury with two working eyes. So dope. And the Skrulls will be the villains. <laughs> Which is also dope. I'm, I'm excited for this movie. I think Brie Larson is the perfect choice for Captain Marvel. Um yeah, this is just one that I'm super excited for. And I mean, we're all assuming this movie ends with... Uh, it's going to be disappointing! <laughs> I mean, probably. But we all assume this movie's going to end with her, like, hitting, like, a time portal warp or, like, and appearing in Infinity Gauntlet. That, yeah, like, that's oh. what I'm uh, curious about now with, uh... If, if it's set in the 90s, you know, how do they bring her in with the rest of the mm-hmm. Avengers? Because presumably they'll want her to come into the fold, well, especially since Captain, Captain Marvel America. is pretty much like the prime candidate to take over as leader of the Avengers once Captain America and Iron Man die, because we all know first, it's coming, everyone. In the first one. This is, all right, death predictions. What's the Deadpool for um, <laughs> Infinity War? I'm guessing Hawkeye dies early on. Iron Man and Captain America die in the climax, and that sets up the sequel. Those are my no. Guesses. I think I think Captain America mm. and Iron Man will still be around for the sequel, but hmm, okay. I think they're gonna I mean, you know, get as many I mean, don't, out of them as possible. Yeah, don't they have them on contract for at least the gauntlet? They have they have them on contract for at least through Avengers four. So I think they're going to use all the all the chances they can get. Avengers, so wait, Avengers four is three part two, right? Yes. I mean it's four. They they just took away the parts. I think, right? They just did away with that. And they're like, naming it something. Yeah, different. they said their the title will be revealed like after Infinity War because I guess it's a spoiler in some sense. It may, it's going to be Gauntlet, right? We've already. Didn't Zoe Saldana already leak this? <laughs> I think if it was just Gauntlet, they they wouldn't bother because that's not really a spoiler. It's yeah. like, hey, Infinity Gauntlet's in this movie. It's like we already know that. That's, listen, if it's not in the movie, that would be the the weird thing. <laughs> ever since Avengers two and they announced Civil War was happening, I've been like, I know how I want Avengers three to end, and I want it to end with Captain America and Iron Man, you know, facing Thanos, giving the Avengers a chance to escape. And they die, and then they're like, oh man, then you gotta set up, you have an age of Thanos for like a couple years on Earth, and then it's like, no, we're the Avengers, we gotta go back and fight him. And oh my god, that would be amazing, and I know they're not gonna do that, but that would be great. It would be perfect. You know, no, this is how it's gonna happen. Because Captain America and um, 
Iron Man are going to be still fighting, and then but like the Avengers are going to get in trouble, and Captain America is going to be all selfless and crap, and he's going to be like, oh, I got to save the Avengers, and then Iron Man's going to be like, well, I'm super rich, and like my ego is bigger than yours, so I have to save the Avengers, and then they're going to keep fighting with each other who can save the Avengers, and Thanos is just going to pop them both off at the same time. <laughs> it's gonna be super unclimatic. It's just gonna be them arguing and let me do it. No, let me do it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that that's what that that is that is the true art form that Marvel is going for. We all agree, Hawkeye's dying, though, right? Like he's not. I mean, he'd be him. an easy one to kill, yeah. but I don't know if they would. He's getting taken out of action in some way. That's all I can think of. What is he gonna do anyway? Yeah. It's oh, ridiculous enough Thanos with Ultra. Take my arrows. <laughs> well, yeah, what's Black Widow going to do? She's, she, oh, here's my little pea shooters. <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah, but at least she has, like, espionage skills. So does somewhat. Hawkeye? Does he? Sure. Or do, do they just want us to think he does? He has a family, Aaron, all right? It's all about family. It is. That's what they said in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. All right, so Captain Marvel, we talked about. What's after that? Uh, well, now I want to move on to one of the more interesting news items to come out of the convention. Oh, we don't uh, have much many details on it, though. Would that be that? Uh, um, oh gosh, I already forgot her name. It's uh, She's playing Janet Van Dyne. Oh well, yeah, we can talk about that briefly with uh, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, cast that's as Janet Van Dyne in Ant Man and the Wasp. I mean, good for her, right? I mean, what has Michelle Pfeiffer done in a while? But, like, I'm glad. Good for her. I honestly don't know what she's done since uh, Catwoman. No. Like, that's, like, the only role I know her from. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, that was a small aside. Yeah. But uh, one of the more interesting news items, Noah Hawley, who's the showrunner of Fargo and Legion, is apparently developing a Doctor Doom movie. For Fox. I sent you. I sent you that, Jacob. Oh no, I saw Good it. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was I'd cracking up. I was like, another, another Fantastic Four. Ha <laughs> 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 Got a got a Doctor Doom over here. Oh God. So like, is it, like, are they just gonna do it after he has his powers? And Doctor Doom's like, I want to destroy the Fantastic Four. I want to be normal. Blah blah. Like, is that what it's gonna be like? Or is he just going to be him in the other realm the entire time? And then he gets back to Earth well, no, wanting to hate Well, no, I think they're retconning, it. aren't they? Are they retconning Fantastic Four? I mean, we have absolutely no details on this yeah. movie beyond it's a Doctor Doom movie. I think if but, anyone were to do it right, it would be him, though. Like, Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, he's a good creator. He's created two great TV shows, so I trust him to that extent, but... I don't trust Fox with the Fantastic Four rights. No. Like, at at what point do you just give up? Uh, It should have been two movies ago, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... Alright, so Doctor Doom. Probably gonna be bad. Alright. Yeah. Alright, so, uh... Another other... uh, Interesting, probably disastrous idea to come out of the con. (laughs) They had a Ghostbusters panel... And they were talking about potential future movies, including the idea that they could digitally recreate Harold Harold Ramis like they did with uh, Tarkin and Rogue One. That that the dead just sounds in peace. awful. <laughs> 
Come on, guys. Ugh. I I don't know why they feel the need to keep on dragging out this franchise. Like, you know, you you, you got your reboot. Mm-hmm. Didn't the, work. You didn't make any money. Just let it be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, if it didn't work the first time, why is it going to work now? Like, because they'll have uh, CG Harold Ramis. That's what the Ramis. people want. All right. Is to watch uh, beloved actors brought back to life by computer technology. But, like, Harold Ramis was such a creative visionary. Like, he is one of the things that made Ghostbusters so great in the first place. Great for other people. I'm not a huge fan. But he was a big part of that. All right, you can bring back him as an actor. You can't bring back his vision for what that story is. You can't bring back his comedic talent. Like, no, I. It seems really dumb to me that they're even trying this. But it might not happen. It was just like something that was an aside at the panel. Bill but. Murray was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> like, "Oh why?" <laughs> yeah, can they even get Bill Murray back Dude, at this Bill point? Bill Murray doesn't like... care anymore, man. <laughs> 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 All right, so Ghostbusters. Uh, okay. So other news items. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys, fans of Spawn at all? No. Spawn's actually. getting a new movie. Yeah, it's so dumb. Well, he's the, the first trailer was so great. Do you want to talk about the Walking Dead trailer, any? I I didn't watch it because um, I got caught up. Yeah, I I don't want to really say anything because obviously you're not caught up. I mean, um, I heard that there might be like a time jump in the trailer though, or something. Yeah. Yes. I, okay. Is <laughs> that a spoiler thing? I, well, no, no, not 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 with the show, but it's but it could. No, it's not a spoiler, but it's kind of confirming what I've been thinking from the beginning. I'm like, oh my god, is this the is this the route that they're gonna take this show? I have to lose my mind, like one of those. Mm-hmm. But um, no, this this season looks more action packed, which I have two thumbs up for, depending on the trailer. Did you see that uh, the creator is ending the comic ending the books. comic? Yeah. I was like, wow, that seems, there's some creative integrity, I guess. He's like, hey, these make me a lot of money. I'm going to be done now, though. Well, see, the thing is, like, he started out, he's just like, this is going to go on indefinitely. Like, there's no end goal. Yeah, that's how how he first started. Because he was like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, like, when he first pitched the TV show, they go, okay, like, you need to have an end goal. Like, we need, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, Yeah, he came up with something about, like, aliens. And then he goes on a... (laughs) Yeah, he goes on a side interview. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do anything like that. I'm gonna give him some bullcrap response about aliens or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just like mess around." But now it's like, "But now yeah, he is." If you want to end it, I mean, yeah, he said. Is it officially ended? Has he done it yet? Or no? No, it's gonna end like, cu- like coming yeah. up. I'm not sure how many issues are left, but hey, it's going to be good for him. You know, yeah, he. I'm guessing, I forget his name already now, though, but I'm guessing he can do whatever uh, he wants. Kirkman. Kirkman, Robert Kirkman, thank you. Um, at, at this point in comics, I think he can do whatever he wants. So, I think he'll be just fine ending The Walking Dead. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, after So, that, uh, other new trailers, 
Did you guys see the trailer for Ready Player One? I did. I'm not entirely sure what I, that movie is. I I saw like the first thirty seconds of it. And I was like, this looks stupid. Like, and then I, oh, I got out of it. I'm like, is this just VR? Yeah, it's well? apparently just VR, and inside the VR world is a bunch of items from pop culture. I. Because like I, I saw down. I saw the like AV Club headline was like, "Hey, Freddy Krueger's in this movie," so I was like, "What? No, I have to watch this trailer." <laughs> and then he's in it for like one second, and he's just like he's in the shadows, and then he jumps out and gets shot and blown up, and that's it. And I'm like, "Well, that's not exciting. Like, you can't expect me to go see this movie to see Freddy Krueger, but just have him show up for like a second and be like, "Hey, isn't that exciting?" It's like, no, I want I want him to actually do something. That'd be nice. Um, Not just yeah. some terrible CGI rubber-bodied Freddy Krueger jumping out for a second now, and getting blown out. There are a couple things that make me excited about this. I think Steven Spielberg being the director is exciting. Um, even though I haven't seen the BFG, so I haven't seen what he's been working on recently. So I don't BFG, know. it's not bad, but it's very mediocre. This feels very much like some Steven Spielberg roots up in here, if you know what I mean. Um, this heavy sci-fi, heavy, uh, I don't want to say dystopian, I mean the movie's dystopian, but that's not really where he came from, but I mean, it's this, it feels Steven Spielberg every inch of this trailer, every, um, inch of the story, even though I know it was based on a book by that guy in the Atari Game Over documentary, (laughs) so, um... (laughs) I've yeah. heard, like, scathing reviews of the book. Really? It's like, all I've heard about in this book is that, like, people are hating it. Of the book? Yeah. I've heard the opposite, but... I it seems know. like it's a very divisive book. Yeah. And mainly because it's a lot of pop culture references. And so if it's like, that's what you like, you know, like, you like just having all these things collected in one place, have mm-hmm. a story that connects them all, that's Ooh. cool. But other people say it's like references for references' sake, and you're not actually doing anything meaningful with them. You're just name dropping a bunch of popular things. Yeah, it's the Family Guy of uh, of books. <laughs> um, it's yeah. No, it's, if there's anyone who I think could make something like this work, it is Steven Spielberg. So I don't know. It reminded me a lot of if you guys know the the Lego Dimensions video game where you like you put the things in the portal and they go into the game world. It reminded me a lot of that, and I'm like, hey, if the Iron Giants in this movie, and it, as if it's Vin Diesel, I'm gonna be pretty excited for this. So as long as we have Vin Diesel on board, let's get Vin. Di- let's get Vin Diesel. All right. So Ready Player cool. One. What's next? Uh, well, this is one we don't talk about long, but I'm excited for it. Jigsaw got the first trailer. I'm telling you, it's a. It looks bad. It it it's looking good. No. It's, I th- I think the difference here, Lacey, is that I've suffered through seven Saw movies, and they just like beat you down so much. And just like <laughs> these are so awful. Why am I still watching these? These are so like miserable and awful. Mm-hmm. And so this one comes around, and it looks like it could be fun again. But I don't think this and so is, I, I don't it think looks good should by fun. comparison. <laughs> There's nothing really like fun about the idea of Saw, right? 
there no like the the fun of like these crazy contraptions I that guess. they make these death traps. That, I, just, I don't know. It I, looked. Uh, I'm not saying I'm condoning vi- no, putting no, people no. in violent death traps. What no, I'm sure saying is that a horror movie centered about around ridiculous contraptions can be fun. Right, right. We we, we got you, Aaron. Don't worry. We we <laughs> understand what you're saying. No. I no, I do understand. But I just that trailer I was like, okay. Some of this looks kind of interesting, but I also feel like they gave away a lot of what happens in the movie and who lives and who dies just yeah, by showing did. the different traps. I'm like, okay, well at this point only two people are alive and I know who they are. So why should I put any stakes in the other people? It is weird that they're going the Saw 5 route where it's like multiple people in like the same kind of like they're going through a series of traps it's like mm-hmm. the same five people going through a series of traps as opposed to the original concept that was basically just like each person gets their own individualized trap so i don't know if that's going to be the best approach but i i also didn't like the weird attempt at is it the best approach or the approach that we need it could be the approach maybe, we need. It might revitalize. Maybe what we need. Right. I, when the when the jigsaw puppet comes rolling out and the guy's like, "Oh no, that's not creepy at all." I'm like, "Oh god, shut up!" <laughs> like, <laughs> did a twelve year old write this? All right, come on. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. I'll. It'll be interesting. We'll see. All right. So you guys interested in stranger things at all i haven't watched they had a trailer for season two i haven't watched straight season one so i haven't watched the trailer for season two but i guess a lot of people are losing their minds because oh my gosh stranger things season two is coming out yeah i mean it was ridiculously popular and now there's a bigger from the looks of the trailer it looks like they like really upped the budget this time around i don't doubt it (laughs) because <laughs> it was ridiculously successful for Netflix, so mm-hmm. I guess it's going for it. It does look Let's talk about better. The real comic, BoJack Horseman season four confirmed. <laughs> okay, wasn't Comic Con news, but I'm excited. I am. I am. Yes, I think we talked about it two weeks ago now. <laughs> but uh... you know what? We just have to talk about it every week until it comes out. Well, cause... I don't know about that, but Aaron, what were you saying about Stranger Things season 2? Oh, I was just saying it looks like it looks like it will be better than season 1 cuz I wasn't a huge fan of season 1. I thought it was all right, but I thought it was basically just like an inferior version of Super 8. <sighs> Super 8 is so good though. It's Super 8 is really good. Than Super 8. <laughs> but I do think that season 2 looks like it could be uh, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's after us? Uh, Range of things. Uh, did you guys see the new Thor Ragnarok trailer? I didn't watch it. I don't want to see anything else. I saw like shots from it, but I was like, okay, I, like this is the thing. That first trailer sold me, so I'm like, I don't need to see anything else from it. I'm gonna be in that seat day one, watching Taika Waititi's uh, new movie. So I'm excited. Um, where can I obtain slash watch Thor Two: The Dark World? Of Blu-ray. Do you I have it, Lucy? Uh, I'm gonna buy it eventually because my little sister's trying to watch all the Marvel movies too. So I'll have it. Eventually, but you can't. But you can't right. stream it anywhere right now. No. no, it wouldn't be part of the Netflix Disney deal because it's too old. Marvel's trying to bury it. <laughs> like, we, we didn't make this. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> All right. So what what do you think then, Aaron, since you've seen it? I mean, I think it looks really enjoyable, but I also worry that it's looking too close to Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it might be losing its unique flavor. Maybe. But guess what? Thor never had that good of a unique flavor anyway. So let's... Uh... <laughs> there, this trilogy is going to be like so like wildly uneven in tone now <laughs> i don't care <laughs> so when your like, tone is as bad as his thor ones <laughs> like, hey you need thor to, one was great you need to fix that asap <laughs> <laughs> and i don't even know if you can consider these trilogies anymore can you like i, I like captain america trilogy sure Iron Man trilogy makes a little more sense. At those are kind of more self-contained. But now that like Hulk is on Thor three, it's not like a Thor movie anymore. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I get. I get what you're saying that they're more just like Marvel movies as opposed to yeah individualized movies. Also, why are they burying the lead on Doctor Strange? Like they haven't shown him at all yet. I guess. No. It's like it makes me think he's either not going to be a huge part of this movie, or. Two, he does some really spoilery stuff in it, and I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to line up. <laughs> Neither do I. I didn't even know he was going to be in this one. Because that's how Doctor Strange ends. The end credit scene is he's talking to Thor and he's going on the mission with him. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It also looks un- uncannily like Jack and Daxter 2. A lot of the same... I saw that looks. tweet that you... Uh, <laughs> it was Jack 3. But you tweeted. Um, it looks like uncannily similar, so I don't know. I'm just saying Taiko ITT may, uh, may be getting a lawsuit on his hands. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Taika. That's how you say his name, right? Taika? Yeah, I believe Taika? so. Okay. All right. Continuing. Alright, so I suppose skipped around a little bit, didn't want this to, segment to run too long, but right. final bit, there was a little teaser trailer for Pacific Rim Uprising oh released. <laughs> Why is this the one we stayed with? What? <laughs> nothing, nothing. This is the one we end with, that's so funny to me. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just like how my list ended. <laughs> the biggest news of the of the weekend this, was uh, this isn't the Pacific biggest. Rim. We started with the biggest news. <laughs> no, I know. So I'm now we're ending with the one just like, hey, here's time. a teaser trailer that has like very limited footage. But so, how does it look uh, better than how dumb the first one is? The first one is dumb, but it's a dumb masterpiece, Lacey. It is. It is genius in its stupidity yo you 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 try and tell me that anything charlie hunnam says in that movie is coherent in any way and then i'll maybe agree with you him and his partner they don't their human interactions don't feel like real interactions it's like one of them will say something the other one will be like see see your problem is you're getting hung up on human interactions in a movie about giant robots punching monsters that's that's your problem Okay. Well, how did this new trailer look? It honestly does not look like it's going to be very good, though. Is Guillermo directing? Just, uh, Guillermo? Guillermo? He's not. No. Guillermo del Toro is not directing. They got. I don't remember his name, but the guy who did was the showrunner for Daredevil. Okay. It's going to be his first big feature, which seems like a leap for an untested director. Mm hmm. 
but just basically the entire trailer is just Jaeger designs, the new Jaegers, and they just don't look nearly as cool, I suppose. Hmm. Like, they look a lot more generic, and, you know, they don't have that, like, level of care that uh, Del Toro puts into all his designs for all his movies, you know? Like, that's his specialty, is the production design aspect. And this film just doesn't have that uh, spark of genius, it looks like. I mean, I'll still end up seeing it, obviously, because I saw the first one and kind of interested. Uh, Aaron, so overall, how would you rate it your experience down at Comic-Con? Was it a good time? Did you... Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd give it uh, 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 10 out of 10, because like, uh, Marvel invited me on stage, and I got to hang out with the Avengers cast, all of them, mm-hmm. got, got autographs, got, got phone numbers, all that, so. Who, uh, you were an Ewok, right? No, you were a Squirrel Girl. That's I was Squirrel I was trying to remember what you said. Yeah, and did you get stopped for any of like the babes of... Uh of comic-con videos that come out every year for the like oh, is that man. is that a thing oh yeah it's a thing <laughs> that's horrible it is it's horrible but it's a thing and you can't escape them on youtube <laughs> but uh yeah well i mean you can not watch well, them. i don't watch them i'm just saying that they're everywhere <laughs> um yeah all right well guys let's move on to the upcoming movies of the week i chose this life and someday, it's going to get me killed. Oh man, guys. July 28th. The Emoji Movie. The one, the only Emoji Movie. Um, this movie's going to be a steaming pile of trash, right? Uh, no. I think this is going to be a fantastic movie that is going to, you know, provide lots of uh, laughs. Mm. and and heart and night it will teach us a little something about what it means to be human even though the even though the main characters are emojis it's gonna teach us a little something about humanity i think you know (laughs) i mean there's poop jokes sir patrick stewart is poop in this movie that's that's exactly what I need for a great comedy. Someone needed a paycheck, right? Right, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Did he need a paycheck though? I mean, he obviously wanted one. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, man, I'm pooping this movie." Oh no, <laughs> Patrick Stewart. I mean, hey, don't we all wish we were at the point where we could just play poop in, in an emoji movie? Yeah. Just just do that. Not have to care. Um, just. Do it for whatever. And then also, <laughs> bafflingly, James Corden is in this movie for some reason. You're like, stay out of my movies, James Corden. Keep doing your crappy carpool karaoke and stay away from my movies. <laughs> like, just no. You cannot break. Do you through. think all the, stop it? Do you think all the poop jokes are gonna uh, stank up the feed? You know what I mean? Hey, hey. Don't dab. Don't don't dab for that. <laughs> It's the finger dabs. <laughs> That's the finger dabs. Finger dabs now. Um, and then T.J. Miller, who it's just like he'll do anything at this point. Um, do you do you think they're gonna go all in on like meme culture in this movie? Dude, they're going. Do you think? <laughs> yes, they already say bye, Felicia, in the trailer, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to die. <laughs> like this movie's going to be horrible. 
it's not like I'm not sure there's more context in the movie, but like I doubt it. I feel no. like like that's it. That's, just like hey, I that's that a joke. <laughs> Good enough. Um, let's let's keep it. So this is just Inside Out, right? I mean, it, it's just Inside Out. Inside Out meets Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Meets Candy Crush. That's that's in there. Oh. That's a part of this movie. I just, I don't know, yeah, that Candy Crush is so, I'm like, oh, God, guys, come on. <laughs> like, this is a dead meme, bit of a dead meme. You can't go through using dead memes. You gotta use alive ones. Also, I guess Anna Ferris is in this, and Maya Rudolph as well. Just like, Anna Ferris, did you need a paycheck? Well, Christina Aguilera's in it. Sofia Vergara's in it. Rachel Ray is in sure, it. Sure, sure. Sure, she'll have some singing part, Christina. Yeah. It'll just be emoji with big, like, girl lips. Okay. Um, I can feel it. Like, and that's that's how they're going to animate it. Just wait. And, um, yeah, that's about it as far as uh, voice talents. <laughs> but, uh... We're also looking at uh, the the director of uh, Lilo and Stitch Two. Stitch got a glitch. Oh. It's a classic. What about the writer for Kronk's New Groove? Um. Um. Oh no. <laughs> so obviously, there's not a whole lot going for this movie. Will I go to see it? Yes, I'm taking my little sisters because they want to see it. And because I just need to know. There's just some movies that you just need to know. And this is one of them. No, there isn't. It's called self-control. And money conservation. Hey, man. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Like I saw the Angry Birds movie in theaters. Yeah. So I feel like I've, I've paid my dues. Like, I, I did it. Mm-hmm. I went to saw the, see the Angry Birds movie for everyone. Wrote a review. Mm-hmm. I did that. I'm free, okay? You're free? That was I'm what not, I, I, I that was That was my obligation. I'm done. I paid my debt to society. I'm out. What would it take? Not gonna go see this movie. What would movie. it take to make you go see this movie? Honestly, if uh, I'm near a theater and it's like the cheap movie day, I might be tempted. Just because I uh, want to write Aaron. awful, I just because I want to write more awful reviews. I know. I don't see? get. I don't get enough of a chance to really tear into a movie. Um, this would be a good movie for that. I think so. <laughs> just keep your options open, Aaron. Uh, how do we feel about Atomic Blonde? I think it looks like. Says David, the person who never gets hyped about any movie. <laughs> I think, let me rephrase that. I think it looks action-packed. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It looks that, like it's that kind of hype. fun. I've been trying to stay too far, like a little bit further away from any trailers after watching the first one. Cause I'm like, I, don't, I don't know how you can stay away from the trailers. I've seen this trailer before, like every single movie I've seen in theaters seen this year. One. And on, it's everywhere on YouTube right now. Yeah, but like, and it's everyone you too. <laughs> like skip the ads, and, but uh, yeah, I've just been trying to wait to stay away. I don't want to see all the action sequences and have those spoiled for me before I actually see the movie. Um, I don't know. 
What about what about you guys? What are you thinking? I mean, I like that uh, Charlize Theron is getting a action, you know, being able to star in her own action film, possibly franchise. I don't know how well. I, I would assume they're leaving this open for more sequels. Yeah. Maybe. So that's exciting. Looks like it could be good. It's from like the same director as John Wick, right? I don't think so, but maybe. Uh, let me look it up. But continue. Fairly certain it's on the. Yep. If it, if it is from the same director. Director of, the, then, of John Wick, the first one. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know. That's a, probably a good. I still haven't seen John Wick, but from what I've heard, it's an that, amazing action film. That so. makes a lot of sense because I, my one complaint with this trailer and with what I think is going to be the movie as a whole, I hope it's not like this the whole time, but is just the visual style of it, if that makes sense. It's, it plays in those really cool tones. Like everything is blue. And that probably sounds like a really dumb complaint, but that's sounds like you're on a trip right now, dude. No, yeah, not the kind that you leave for. Oh, yeah, no. John Wick is the same way. Like everything is blue, and um, same thing with the raid, which I was like, everything is blue. Why is this the aesthetic they went with? I I guess it must work for some people because they keep doing it. But for me, I'm like, give me some more colors than just blue, please. I don't know. That's my one complaint. Also, it's too blue. Sophia Butella might be in a, a good movie this year. Is she in this? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She's not going to have to be Mummy Girl forever. I mean, she's dead now. Sorry, spoilers for the mummy, but I shouldn't see it anyway. She um, was dead the whole time. That's, oh, yeah. Oh, that, kind no of point spoilers. Of, um, oh, oh. <laughs> Otherwise, the mummy's not really a villain at all. It's just right. a, a person in cloth. Yo, man. Those people can be villains. Let's be straight up about that right now. Oh, <laughs> um, Okay, so then, Brigsby Bear. Um, this is the type of film that looks like it could be amusing or way too indie that, you know, it puts you off. Indie. Alright, so what's another movie that's way too indie, then? Aaron? Yeah? What? What's another movie that's way too indie? Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. Oh, sorry. <laughs> another movie that's way too indie? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but... Okay, then. <laughs> I don't know. I'm interested. You got Mark Hamill. Claire Danes, so Andy Samberg, them's some good people. I like them. So, I don't know much about this movie. I just know the cast, and I just <laughs> saw who wrote it, and I was like, okay, I'm interested. It's something about like this kid. Someone was like, I don't know, kidnapped as a kid or something, and grew up watching this children's show, mm-hmm. and then that's like all he ever knows or something. So you know. Probably way too indie. We're not indie enough. What about that, Aaron? Have you ever considered that? I have not considered that. No, that's a great point. That's what I thought. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, guys, let's move on. <laughs> to the what have we been watching segment this week? Where are we going? Dunkirk. I'm not going back. 
There's no hiding from this son. The way people treat each other makes me so furious. Kevin, stop it. Um, ooh, boys. What have we been watching? I've been watching War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, that's right. Well, I, I think we've also all, we've all that. seen that, so, so why don't we all talk about that a little bit? <laughs> Five hordes, guys? <laughs> well, we're not going to do a spoiler no, cast no, for I'm this just, one. So. I was joking. Ooh, ooh. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that was this monkey noise. I mean, I already gave my thoughts on Planet of the Apes, so... I mean, how how are you supposed to give five word thoughts on War for the Planet of the Apes when you can't even say the title in five <laughs> words or less? Yeah, no, that's a good point. But no, I we did, I, not, we did not start. To, we did not start. We okay. we didn't start this war. Okay, you just got you got on. contracted. Let's, right, let's move on from the five. It's so it's so unprofessional. <laughs> but no, war. I really liked war. Um, trying to think. I saw Moana. It was fine. That was overhyped. Wait, wait, wait. Good, I thought we were talking about. Was oh, had you not seen it before? No. Oh man, Moana's pretty great though. Yeah, I disagree fine. with you on that one. Um, watched the show. There was a movie on Netflix with uh, what's her name? I don't know. Oh yeah, she's. She she's a Mr. and Mrs. Smith. She's Angelina Tomb Jolie. Raider. Angelina Jolie. Thank you. Angelina Jolie was in it. What movie? And it was like a two thousands movie. But what's the movie? And you it had a really name? weird name. Is it Changeling? Yeah. Oh, it really was Changeling. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it's Changeling. I mean, that's some like that's some uh, pro level <laughs> fault in your stars going on right there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even thought about that movie in years and all of a sudden I just pull it out and it's like oh yeah that's the movie okay what'd you think about Changeling I mean I enjoyed it I thought yeah. it was cool okay that's good uh, I what else <laughs> that's, a, that's a Clint Eastwood movie I believe right yeah 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 okay all right. I saw Dunk. I saw Dunkirk twice. You saw it twice. Wait, what? Really? I, did. I saw it with with Jacob and IMAX. Oh God! It was on so actual beautiful. film. Oh God! It was beautiful. Very cool. And then my and fun fact: my dad's a World War II like history like guy. Like so, he loves it. And like he didn't want to go see it like in IMAX or like in Flint. In so I went with him like the next day. <laughs> To the GDX. I was like, wait for this to happen. And he's like, what? No, I didn't I did do that to him. Come on, guys. But no. But so I saw it twice back to back. And it wasn't, it was still good the second time. So that's, that's good. good. I guess we should just take this time to talk about Dunkirk then, since we're here. Yeah. Um, Aaron and I both wrote reviews. You can read mine at uh, Jake Lace on Tumblr. And Aaron, you can read yours at. This clever blog name is already taken. Tumblr.com. It's just a long Enjoy name. Enjoy my full review. You can tweet at me at dbex15. He'll DM you. He'll <laughs> <laughs> DM you the review. Um, no, I loved it. I think this is uh, Christopher Nolan's best movie. His most well crafted. I'm I'm saying I'm don't say it's my favorite. Inception is my favorite. Still, I think this is his most well crafted, most technically um, magnificent. <laughs> Uh, his, the one that is most 
compellingly and superbly and uh, intelligently written. I think everything about this movie is exactly he like he nailed it, and I don't know. I, I'm giving the option. Jacob has writing. Jacob like has a... gone on um, fat on statement saying that he hates war movies. Yet he yeah. loves this movie. I lo- well, yeah. I, when you do them good, I, mean, I like them. <laughs> yeah. Um. My one. I'm just not even really complaining. When I oh, first saw okay. Dunkirk. In the very begin, in the very beginning, I don't. It wasn't the pacing. I think it was just like I was getting used to all the, the hard cuts between all the three battles, like the time and, jump. Yeah, yeah, like I knew it was happening. I was just like, wait, like I was just trying to piece it together and get because I want like say, okay, this is this is what this movie's gonna be. I think just for me to adjust, it took me a, like a minute just to be like, okay, I put this all together. So it's not necessarily. But like second time around, like that wasn't an issue. No, yeah, it wasn't an issue because I I knew, and I got to like, and I was looking out for more things. Like I was like, oh, okay, this is why this happens, and you know, it's like when you see a movie for like the third time, you're like, oh, whoa, like this actually is really well crafted because like this like tiny little thing happens, which explains all this. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not. My favorite Christopher Nolan movie because it no. didn't top the Dark Knight, wasn't oh going God. to. But, no. Okay. but no, I agree that I I'm, I might be able to concede that like this is his most like technically well crafted movie. Like every single element of this works, and just in terms of film production, this is just absolute masterful craftsmanship here. You know from the the scale of the production, you know, bringing in actual thousands of extras to shoot on location and, you know, actually capturing the, the beaches and all the armies on there. It's really impressive. And, you know, as we talked about, like the, the editing, how it uh, goes between those three different time periods, but does so, you know, pretty seamlessly. So I think that in terms of the actual craft of this movie, this is one of the most impressive movies I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. So, I and in, in my review, I uh, mentioned that th- this movie is essentially like the last hour of Titanic, but like that's the whole movie. Yeah. So you know, you know, I love it. Like, oh, you know, it's 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 just it's like taking all the exciting parts of Titanic. And then just ditching all those uninteresting parts and just giving me that as the whole movie. That's. Are you trying to tell me that the car scene wasn't exciting to you, Aaron? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was not. Uh, spoilers for the Titanic. Gosh. <laughs> what? Spoilers for Titanic. Uh, the boat sinks. The boat sinks. <laughs> yeah. Boat sinks. Um. I also want to say that. Spoilers for Dunkirk. Uh, the the Nazis lose the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, how great is it that we just have this like universal bad guy to have in movies though? Like it's horrible that this happened, but like for movies it's like who can we pick that no one will like side with? The Nazis. Oh yeah, they're horrible. We don't have to see their side. <laughs> I do think it was some some people will side with them. Yeah, but we don't care about them. <laughs> like it's like go oh. away. <laughs> I do think it was very interesting though how like they never show the Germans on screen ever. They're yeah, always out that. of frame. And that was just like a really fascinating approach and it really like heightened the horror you know it's like that unseen force constantly moving in but 
So it's so claustrophobic, but you never actually see them on screen. That's really cool. Yeah. Man, this movie. Did you yeah, just notice that, Aaron, or are you just putting it all together now? <laughs> I noticed that during the, watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is like just it's. This is what Christopher Nolan's career has been building to. Honestly, I think this is really like, like I said, in my review. This is his magnum opus. This is what everything has built to this and now it's like well where does he go from here <laughs> like i'm sure whatever Down. he does next will be amazing but i don't know this is like next level next tier filmmaking that it's hard to argue against like you know what i mean like it's hard to be like mm-hmm. yeah this isn't the best it's hard for someone to say this isn't the best movie of the year and, and you can say that sure whatever but also i think it it's it's my favorite. It is also the best, but I think it's hard to argue how fantastically crafted this movie is. Like this is what filmmaking should be. So I don't know. I, I'm excited to see how far this goes in the awards circuit this year. <laughs> I is guaranteed a be- best picture now. Yeah, I would say guaranteed. Hopefully, guaranteed uh, best director as well yes uh christopher nolan needs one of these awards i swear to god if he doesn't get one now someone check up on christopher nolan every 25 minutes because he's pouring his heart and soul into this work and no one ever gives him the recognition (laughs) uh yeah so dunkirk i see it on the see it on the big screen oh i do not wait for dvd no no just like avatar the last airbender 2 that's coming out what? It's not. See it on the big screen. <laughs> no, I saw that it got confirmed with by M. Night Shyamalan. I don't think that's a thing. No, it didn't, David. <laughs> I don't know where you saw uh, that from, but... I'll look it up for you. Uh, David, what else did you watch? I think that's about all. I watched an episode or two of Shameless. Nothing special, though. Alright. Aaron, do you want to continue talking a little bit about War for the Planet of the Apes real quick? Uh, yeah, so uh, I also saw War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, my review is up on my blog as well, so this killer blog name is already taken.tumblr.com. That will have my full thoughts on it. But I also really enjoyed it. Didn't like it as much as Dawn, but I do think it was a very like solid conclusion to the trilogy. If like if like this is the conclusion, if they're just going to leave it here for a while, which I think would be a good idea to just kind of like let yeah. it be. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I, yeah. Anyway. Now, David, I mentioned to you that Aaron doesn't like Bad Ape, and I think we should uh, we should try put him on trial for that. Um, what is what is your reasoning for not liking Bad Ape? He's so dopey. He's 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 an ape. Just like that. <laughs> you know he's unnecessary comedic relief like we don't need a character like this to just be like oh look how dumb he is he he doesn't know how binoculars work that's a that's a joke that's a that's a thing okay that's a thing in this movie wait one second second. well you know what the the entire theater i was in a couple weeks ago cracked up at the boss baby trailer so Uh, I, uh, i i won't let audiences be the judge yeah now, David, real quick about the M. Night Shyamalan thing. This is an article from Movie Pilot. Never trust Movie Pilot. Yeah, well, I'll find it somewhere else. And also, 
planning doesn't mean it's been greenlit. Like, I don't think they would ever greenlight that. They'd be like, no, we lost money so badly on the first one. But, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Alright, so what else did you watch, Aaron? Uh, also, watch some more uh, 26 or 2017 movies this week. You're trying to catch up on me, and I don't... Uh, I, I'm not a fan. I wasn't like intending to catch up with no, you. Sure, uh, sure. It is just like how it worked out because I would like see things in theater and then after we got out of the theater my family was like, hey, let's stop at the Red Box and get something. Mm. So I ended up seeing quite a few 2017 releases this week. So I saw Free Fire finally. Yeah. So, And I definitely, I definitely like enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's one of those films, you know, like it's entertaining. You got a great cast, obviously. Brie Larson, uh, Army Hammer, Killian Murphy... Uh, Char- uh, what's his name? Shartlow Copley? Oh, yeah. Shartlow Copley, yeah. Yeah. He he was great in this. Yes, he was. So, you know, it's it's fun just like kind of watching all of these actors, you know, bounce off one another, just like throwing one-liners and just shooting each other and just like the pettiness <laughs> of the fight. You know, it's pretty hilarious. It's so good. Um, <laughs> this is probably the movie this year that has hit that dark comedy in, like, the perfect way for me so far. Um, There's nothing that's really ever beaten it so far this year. Uh, So I actually moved it up a little bit in my rankings because I was like, this is going to be a movie I think I go back to just because of how funny it was and how entertainingly violent it is, if that makes sense. (laughs) It does make sense. This isn't a spoiler, but there's just a moment where uh, Charlotte Copley's character, he makes the cardboard armor, and he's crawling (laughs) along, and he gets stuck by, like, the heroin needle, and you're like, oh, God, why is this movie so messed up? But, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, so I thought thought the cast, the dark humor, that all worked, you know, really well. My one disappointment with this film, though, is I felt like they didn't really do a good job of, like, establishing the environment, especially once the gunfight started going. It felt like very, a lot of, like, close, like, all like all the angles were, like, really, like, close up. And it felt like it could have used a lot more wider shots to kind of establish where everyone is in relation to one another inside yeah. this warehouse. Like, I think that would have made the action better. Because it's a lot of shots of, like, people shooting weapons off screen but then we have no idea like what they're aiming at like so it just like it didn't quite work on that level i think right yeah i get that all right but yeah i uh landed like halfway up in my list i suppose so pretty good but, but not it's entertaining but not much more i suppose yeah and then finally this week another 2017 film watched Triple X, the return of Xander Cage. So, uh, this is an unapologetically stupid movie. And, uh, so that's your thing. That's what this movie is. He he skis down a forest and jumps out of an airplane and uh, that's about it. Is the line from the trailer in this where the girl's like, Weapons, women, world dom- <laughs> world domination. <laughs> I don't think back. that was in the movie. I don't even remember that being in the trailer. But <laughs> That's how that trailer ends. I'm like, oh my god, I hate this so much. 
better or worse than the other two? Uh, it's definitely better than uh, State of the Union, <laughs> for sure. Okay. I don't know if it's better than the first Triple X movie. First there is so dumb, it's hard to beat, <laughs> if that makes and, sense. This movie is also dumb. It leans into the dumbness, too. You know, it, like, kind of mocks its concept a lot. So, mm-hmm. and that level is good. But it's also, like, Vin Diesel's ego is just, like, way too dominant in this movie. Like, there's just one scene where, like, he, he has sex with a bunch of women. They just, like, all come in and just, like, eh, that's a that's a scene. There's no point to this scene, but that's the scene in this movie. Gross. And it's just like, it, yeah, it just makes you feel really gross watching. Uh. So, so if you like stupid action movies and Vin Diesel, I don't. You should. I like one. You should watch this. And if you don't like that, then uh, you'll probably like me, where this is gonna end up near the bottom of your list. <laughs> So. This is going to be one I watch, I think, eventually, in our inevitable race to watch as many 2017 movies as possible. Because uh, I'm sure this is getting put on Netflix at some point, so. Probably. All right, so is it my turn? Yep. Uh, I only have two movies other than Dunkirk uh, and The Raid, which, of course, we've talked about on uh, Gateway to Cinema this week. So if you want to hear about that, you can... Oh, yeah. Here are action-packed thoughts, because it's an action-packed movie. I don't know. Okay, let's start with the one that I liked the least. Uh, two 2017 movies. Uh, one's technically 2016, but it not in festivals. Uh, anyway, it's a, it's a release to me now. Um, it's American yeah. Fable. Uh Hello? Hey. Okay. Yes, I just got like really loud for Yeah, me. it was really loud. <laughs> um, Weird. <laughs> there's the clicking again. <laughs> okay, so uh, American Fable. Uh, not great. I'd say it's okay at the best. There are some things that I really enjoyed in this movie, but overall as a package, I'm like, eh, it's it's not very good. Um, Peyton Kennedy uh, is a great child actor. Um, I'm excited to see what else she does later uh, because she was also pretty good in uh, XX. So I, I think she has, she has a future, if not in big blockbuster movies, uh, you know, at least in small indies. Um, and I was, this falls into the same thing where they're billing so many movies as horror movies now that aren't horror movies. Like, this movie is the furthest thing from a horror movie, but that trailer makes you think that it's a horror movie, and you're like, oh, okay. And, like, once you realize that it's not that, it becomes a lot easier to appreciate. It's basically like a modern parable, like a retelling of the story of the mouse and the lion, if you know that one. Okay. Um, but it, wants, it plays around with how the end of the story is, 
one person in the story tells her the ending is that the lion eats the mouse. One person tells her that it's that the lion is becomes friends with the mouse. And so you're like, okay, so how is this going to end? Which side are they going to choose? I don't know that I really had a horse in that race. <laughs> like, I'm like, which way should this end? I don't care. Just end, <laughs> basically. Um, but I like the visuals. This is probably the most... No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, for the proportion from budget to visual beauty, this movie nails it. Now, it's no Dunkirk, because Dunkirk... <laughs> had millions and millions of dollars to be beautiful but for what this movie had gorgeous um amazing cinematography um i don't know i have to look up who the cinematographer is but i would like to see more from them because it's really 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 gorgeous um now the special effects (laughs) not gorgeous (laughs) very bad like maximum ride levels of bad (laughs) There's, like, one where, like, a plane is on fire, and it's, like, very obvious, like, Adobe Premiere fire on it. I'm like, oh, God, guys. Like, okay, all right, it's only one scene. And then there's, like, no other, like, big special effects for the rest of the movie. So, for better or worse, they they fix it a little bit there. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. It's. I guess I'd recommend it if you're looking for like a fairy tale type fable type thing, or if you just want to see some gorgeous visuals. Uh, watch this movie, I guess. <laughs> the dad is like Tosh, like Daniel Tosh, but like. But not Daniel Tosh. No, it's not Daniel Tosh. Okay. <laughs> but like he looks like Daniel Tosh, and he has the acting capacity of what I would assume Daniel Tosh would act like in a movie. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Fun end, too. The ending's pretty fun. But other than that, I'm like, okay. That's that's it for me. Uh, so, yeah. On Netflix, I guess, if you want to watch it. Uh, ended up pretty low on my list. But, you know. It's no, it's no like, atrocity. I'd never be like, ooh, this movie's horrible. It's just kind of like, it's not good, but it's not bad either. Uh, but moving on to I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. A movie mm-hmm. I was looking forward to ever since I saw the uh, first trailer for it, and it got quite a quite big recognition at Sundance. Uh, this I think it was this year, maybe it was last year. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'd say high recommend. Um, apparently, the director Macon Blair is, was mentored by the director of Green Room, and. Once you know that, like, the styles blend very similarly. This one is way more, like, chill than Green Room, where, like, stomachs are getting cut open with box knives and stuff. Like, none of that happens in this one. But, um, there is, like, that sudden, like, extreme violence that comes in. You're like, holy crap, okay. Didn't see that coming, but all right. And it's, it's brutal. So, I enjoyed that a little bit, but uh, overall, I'd say this is just, it's more of a fun movie than Green Room as well. Like, it's about a girl who uh, gets her house broken into, and so she goes and tries to find the stuff that was stolen from her house with her uh, weird neighbor, played by Elijah Wood. 
who this is this is my favorite Elijah Wood role yet because the Lord of the Rings has nothing on his character in this one. <laughs> he's uh just you can tell he's having a lot of fun in this one. Uh and the main character is played by Melanie Linsky, who is the aunt in uh Perks of Being a Wallflower. So oh, okay. A very different role for her, but she was also in XX earlier this year. Um, uh, also, Jane Levy is in it, who is in uh, Don't Breathe and uh, other things like that. Uh, but yeah, overall, recommend. Well made. Fun. Got some good laughs out of it. It's that good dark humor again. So, overall. Yeah, I mean, it's a film that. I've been mildly curious about, I suppose, I, just be, based on like award sure, recognition man. and stuff. But yeah. at the same time, it also feels like could be too windy. Oh my god! <laughs> I there are moments where I'm like, this feels way too windy. <laughs> like, I guess I get what you're saying. Where I'm like, okay, quirky for quirky's sake. But uh, I, I'd recommend it to you, Aaron. I think you'd like it. Um, yeah. Ended up in the middle of my list. Might go a little bit higher the more I think about it. Who knows? Um, yeah. So that's all I watched this week. Guys, let's move on to the advice column this week. This week, uh, Christopher Nolan writes in. Let's put a smile on that face. And... Why so serious? Hey, guys. My newest movie, Dunkirk, just came out, and people seem to be enjoying it. That's good. That's good, Christopher. Um, but I'm a little confused as to where to go next. Dude, all right, so here's the first thing I'm going to say to you, man. Uh, we all get a little confused on uh, where we should go with life. Um, let's see what else he says. He says, I'm not sure what sort of movie I'd like to make, how I'd like to uh, execute the film, or who I'd like to cast in it. Maybe you guys could help me out. Love, your good friend, and someday, guest on the podcast, Christopher Nolan. Love? Wow, that's yeah, dude, really special. Out, that's that's very strong. special, Christopher. Yeah, uh, so Christopher, we're going to help you out. Um, we're going to give you some advice on what kind so, of... So, go, yeah, go here's, here's my thoughts, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you just came out with Dunkirk. And this is a very, you know, very, very, like, dark, it was very intense, very, like, anxiety-inducing movie, you know? It's very heavy material, you're tackling war, you're tackling PTSD, you're tackling all these deaths and all that, you know? And, and before this, you've had so many dark movies, you know? You've had so many movies about, like, dead wives. Dead wife, and yeah. You have, a, you have a trilogy called the Dark Knight Trilogy, you yeah. know? Like, it's so much darkness. I think it's time for you to, you know, lighten up a little bit, okay? I think you need to, you know, just take a breather, relax, you know, coming off of the intensity of Dunkirk. Do something nice and fun, family-friendly. And I also know you're a huge fan of the Quay Brothers, stop-motion animators. But you've never done an animated film yourself, he you know? Hasn't. So what I'm thinking is maybe it's time to do some animated, family-friendly kid entertainment. 
And you know what? I think the perfect job for you would be the Emoji Movie 2. Because you know what's going to happen. And, you know, I'm sure the job is yours if you want it. Dude, for real, if Christopher Nolan just walked in and was like, I want to do the Emoji Movie 2, they'd be like, all right. (laughs) Like, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's what I think you should go for. Because, you know, they'll let you. And I think that's what you need. I think you need to just take a nice break. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to just learn a little something about yourself by learning a little bit about emojis and technology. You know, maybe it will get you over your fear of technology too. Because you're almost just like, oh, I got to shoot on film. <laughs> don't like that digital stuff. It scares me. You know, maybe, th- maybe this why. will help you cope with that. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, Aaron's advice, uh, kid-friendly film uh, with uh, a little bit more technology. David, uh, do you have any advice for Christopher? You, well, according to Jacob, Christopher has already achieved maximum, maximum Magnus, what do you say? Magnum Magnum already. Magnum Opnus. So know what's going to happen now. No, I don't know. He's going to fall. Oh, no. He's going to fall. He's going to make it. Two dirt movies in a row. You're telling him he needs to make two dirt movies? <laughs> Why? He's going to make two dirt movies because he's at the top and now it's going to be like the classic fall from fame. We're, we're trying to give him advice. <laughs> That's not good advice. <laughs> Don't tell him to make bad movies. So, so no, I'm not telling him to make bad oh, movies. I'm going to say okay. my advice is when he dis- gets discouraged making his two big movies that fail, remember who you are, Christopher. Remember. And remember, you learned a little bit about yourself making the Emoji Movie too, so then it'll be easy to remember who you are. Because we all have complex emotions. We don't have to be meh our whole lives, right, guys? We don't always have to be happy. We don't always have to be uh, by Felicia. We don't always have to be that hand. We don't always have to be. Um, we don't always have to be that wild style ripoff that they're trying to pass on us. Um, we don't have to be those things. Um, all right. So Christopher, uh, looking at your most recent movie and wh- what you've said to us, I think, um, maybe a change in style, like Aaron said, is maybe would be good for you. Uh, it'd help you broaden your horizons. You've, you've made a lot of action films, a lot of smart action films. There's obviously some intelligence to you. Um, I'm thinking, why not spread that to a different genre? One that you've already played around a little bit in, in Dunkirk, uh, make a horror movie. Um, now, it doesn't have to be uh, like a slasher movie if you don't want it to be. Yeah, just play around in any bit of horror. I think you uh, definitely can work in those, those claustrophobic areas. I, you know, did a good job with them Nazis. Uh, in be- in between, or not in between, just out of frame. And I think you have that tension down. So if you add that tension, but make it like a monster, like a monster like the fly, make the fly too. And <laughs> uh, yeah, Christopher Nolan, make the fly too. And uh, I think maybe you'd, you'd be able to nail it. Yeah. So guys, our advice to Christopher Nolan is to uh, play around in different genres. 
I think that's something that uh, we all agree on. And also, you know, don't let a little bit of failure discourage you because, you know, you've been so high for so long ever since following. Like, I mean, you, start, you, you haven't made a bad movie yet, Christopher Nolan. So I think, uh, you know, if, if uh, bad news comes knocking at your door, turn uh, lemons into lemonade. And remember that it is just a wild style ripoff, all right? Come on, guys. I, I hate you, Emoji Movie. I hate you. Guys, is that all of the advice we have for, uh, for Christopher Nolan? It's hard, to, it's hard to give advice to a man who's accomplished so much. That's true. I mean, hey. But, you know, hopefully, Christopher, uh, we answered your letter uh, pretty well. Remember, next week, guys, we'll be answering another letter from another uh, director or uh, writer or studio. And uh, maybe we'll be able to help him out. So, guys, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh, my God! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Garbage day! Huh? No! Lay down. I don't know if you want this laid on you, David. Alright? Because this is a movie so bad. It's going to bring out your Alex Jones hey, impression. No, this oh, one. no, Aaron, why? This you reminded one. <laughs> this one. And now it, we... Uh, this one's not Alex Jones impression worthy. Uh, it's not that bad. It's really bad, and it's horrible, but it's not, like, offensively bad. Uh, we're, of course, talking about Hansel my and favorite, Gretel, Witch Hunters. Oh, Witch Hunters, oh, boy. Um... Why did this get made? That's the one question I keep coming back to every time I think about this movie. What prompted them to make this? Was anyone asking for this? Sure, there's a dark part of the internet where they were. Yeah, probably. I'm sure it's more just like, hey, this is public domain. Let's, let's do that again. Yeah. I. So this movie stars Jeremy Renner. Already, like, Jeremy, why, man? You make better movies than this. Why are you in this? Um, and then, of course, we're also looking at Gemma Ar- Ar- Arterton? Arterton. Guys, remember when I used to read the cast and director for every movie that came out and I was bad, so I stopped? Yes. Yeah. Very vividly. Um, she was also in Quantum of Solace, Prince of Persia, Clash of the Titans, which we talked about two weeks ago now. Um, so, she's been in her fair share of bad movies. Uh, but then we're also looking at Famke Jan- Jansen. Jan- Famke Jansen. Jansen. Who is, of course, Phoenix in the uh, X-Men movies. Aaron, have you seen this movie? No, I have not. Why not, man? Uh, I think you know why not. But it has all the things you love. Doesn't? It has, uh, gory action. It has, uh, horror elements. 
has a horrible CGI ogre monster who uh, wants that... to do unspeakable things to Gemma Ariton. <laughs> Is that one of the things I like on my movie? <laughs> yeah, you, that's your favorite. You're like, if, if, that movie, if a movie does not have an orc... Or an ogre, I don't remember what he is. That is horribly CGI'd. And once... Then, yeah, you always say you don't want to watch it. But the thing that stood out to me when I watched this movie was how incoherent it all is. You know, you take a story, Hansel and Gretel. Uh, there's a story for you. That story exists. Tell that story. But no, this uh, follows up 30 years down the road when uh, Hansel and Gretel are all grown up and they're going on a witch hunt <laughs> for Pumpkin Jansen. <laughs> and, uh... Yay. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember much about this movie. All I remember was that ogre who eventually they set up like a sequel at the end where they're walking through a desert and i'm like when did when were hansel and gretel in the desert but whatever it was like a very obvious like uh setup for a sequel the sequel never happened um oh no hey it could still happen this was only four years ago you're right it could still happen maybe they'll (laughs) fold it into the dark universe somehow they probably will man i don't even (laughs) i wouldn't even be surprised um but yeah, overall, I'd just say, why did this movie happen? Why was it made? Why? All right, the one cool thing are all of the, like, the ways they kill the witches. Is like, okay, that's kind of cool. The one I remember very vividly is they set up like barbed wire and like this cubic, like, um, you know what I mean? Like in this kind of pattern. <laughs> you got no. podcast listeners, this is good. I know this is good audio, but you know, like this kind of pattern where there, there's a bunch of like squares, tiny squares. Um, yeah, they set one up in between the trees, and the witch is flying on her broom, and she goes through the barbed wire, and she splits into all those little cubes. And as a kid, I was like, "That's pretty cool." <laughs> but other than that, this movie doesn't do a whole lot to hold your attention. They're called witch hunters. Half the time, they even they ain't even hunting witches. Do you know that? Oh, boy. It's a lot of the time she's playing with an orc. I can't get over that there's an orc in this movie or an ogre. That looks horrible. Like, is, is it, like, as horrible as the CGI deer in A Cure for Wellness? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to give the one in Hansel and Gretel extra points because it's a creature that does not exist and has never existed. Not this creature that we know is real and we can study for reference on how to make a deer look real. And you just didn't care and we're like, that's how deer look. (laughs) So I'm going to say it's better than that. Hansel and Gretel. Witch hunters. They hunt witches. And one of them is Famke Jansen. Jance, uh, Fa- Famke Jansen. She's the wife in Taken. And she dies. Wow. Spoilers? Spoiler. In three, though, right? No one saw three. No one cares. I, I saw I three. I saw three. Well, that's your guys' fault. <laughs> and I don't I'm care. <laughs> it's just the perfect trilogy. Did we, we, we had it for Bad Movie of the Week, wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. We did. Okay, so yeah. there you go. The bagels. Bagels were the key. Oh my god, I already forgot about the bagels. What was with Oh my god, I need to re-listen to that episode now. <laughs> Alright, uh guys. 
Let's move on to the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that, but you're wrong and I hate you. This is, of course, the uh, segment where we go on Flickster. We find a good review for a bad movie, a bad review for a good movie. We uh, take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. Uh, we bring it to the other two and we uh, read it. We have them try and guess what the movie is. This week, David, you got a review for us. What you got? All right. One star. Oh, man. This movie is overrated. <laughs> is that all? Two and a half stars. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I was like, is that the only one we get? It's a classic, that, but it doesn't mean it's worth five stars. <laughs> okay, so, so far, Aaron, we have that it's a classic. Okay. Three stars, but this... So, mostly a fun and creative kid movie, but some parts were just too dark for me to really enjoy as a kid. Namely, toy disfigurement, murder plots, and the characters' delusions that turn into crippling depression. So it's Toy Story, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, man, I, I just know. I just really like that um, that last one. Yeah. Toy disfigurement and murder <laughs> plots of Buzz's delusional. <laughs> I I really want to know why those people who gave it one and two and a half stars are like it's a classic, but that doesn't mean it's good. I want to know yeah, what they like... don't like about it. <laughs> Like, dude, it's Toy Story. Well, okay, I was kind of like that in Forrest Gump, like, because isn't Forrest Gump considered a classic? Yeah, but, like, Forrest Gump, I can understand where you're coming from. Toy Story is one of those movies that I'm like, who doesn't like Toy Story? I don't think in real life I've ever heard anyone say that they don't like Toy Story. I don't like Toy Story. Aaron... <laughs> But the Bye Bye Man is all... <laughs> but the Bye Bye Man is the best movie of all oh time. Oh my god, okay. Guys, this has been episode 62 of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at DBEX with 2S's15 on Twitter. Oh yeah. You can find Aaron Hahn uh, in San Diego, because he's still in San Diego for San Diego Comic Con right now. Uh, uh, I'm still hanging out with the cast of uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yep, that's We're going to do an follow early screening follow of the movie. Follow them on Twitter. Yep. Follow all of them on Twitter. <laughs> uh, if you want to find Aaron on Twitter, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. And of course, this clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com. If you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Jake Lace on Tumblr. Check out the Dunkirk review on mine and Aaron's blogs. And uh, yeah. If you want to follow the podcast, check us out at Reboot Artie Un on Twitter, Reboot Artie Underway on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud. Go there, give us a follow, give us a like. Uh, I've seen we've gotten a couple more people coming in, looking at the the videos or the videos at the, the good, podcast. at the goods. Got the goods. We've got the goods. That's why they're coming because we've got the goods. And my perfect thumbnail. My perfect thumbnail game that I'm horrible at making thumbnails for the podcast. Um, hey, I don't know. And uh, yeah, so check us out there. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, leave us a, a comment or a review, I mean. Uh, and in that review, tell us what your favorite ship is. 
can be a boat, can be a spaceship, can be a relationship. Like, I was going to say, relation. can we do, like, shipping yeah. people? If you had to ship the three of us, who would you ship with who and why? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Leave that in the reviews. And one day someone's going to actually do that and it's going to get really weird. Can I ship myself with the, that uh, cricket that was August? Cricket is, yeah, cricket is a part of this. Cricket is a part, okay. Yeah. Um, hey, I'd ship myself with Cricket too. We're gonna have to fight Can I ship myself with Alex Jones? The bye bye, man. Oh. Guys, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. You got that bye bye, man, in earlier there. I was, uh, ooh, I had to, I was fretting a little bit.